Hey, 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 welcome to the Ritz Report. It is February 1st, 2022. Thanks for joining me on today's program as I am coming to you from sunny South Florida. Ah, sunny South Florida, Miami, where the sun is shining and the palm trees are swaying. (laughs) And it is so much nicer. It's about 70 degrees and sunny. When I left New York the other day, it was a negative two, and we just had had a foot of snow. So it is definitely nice to be in Florida. Thanks for being with me today, February 1st. Thanks for taking time out of your day to be here. Please send me notes of adoration and love or pure hatred to Ritz at RitzReport.com. That's Ritz at RitzReport.com. And check me on the socials at RitzReport. What are we talking about today, folks? We are talking about the truck convoy up there in Canada. We're talking about vaccines, vaccines, vaccines. We're talking about countries that are just saying, you know what? We've had enough of this COVID thing. I think we're done. (laughs) I think we're done. Thanks for playing. Uh, We're talking about the WHO, the Common Pass, and anything else that we get to in our time together today. But to kick it off, let's talk about the truck convoy in Canada. As I'm sure all of you know, uh, Mr. Trudeau up there, Justin Trudeau, the Prime Minister of Canada, has gone into hiding. He claims that he has COVID. I don't know that I actually believe that, but he claims that he has COVID, and it just happens to coincide with when a massive amount of trucks ended up in Ottawa and shut the city down. They've apparently raised over $10 million to support their effort, the truckers have, and they say they plan to stay there as long as it takes to get all of the mandates uh, lifted across the country. Justin Trudeau, in all of his wisdom, decided to come out and just insult the truckers. <laughs> why, um, you know, why try to reason these are citizens who live in Canada? These are people who, or some of them anyway, that elected you. And why would you not just come out and try to, you know, take the edge off the situation, quell everybody's emotions, try to like turn the temperature down? No. No, no, no. He comes out and says, this is unacceptable. You don't know what you're doing. You need to stop it right away. As if he's scolding them like they're children. Meanwhile, he's the one who's hiding. <laughs> the guy, like, who voted for this clown? I don't have any idea. <laughs> Man, you are one pathetic loser. <laughs> yes, he is. If I wanted a joke, I'd follow you into the john and watch you take a leak. <laughs> yes, he is a joke. And... Uh, the people of Canada can see it. So that's one of the things about this entire thing. You go on Twitter and you like read all the threads about what's happening up in Canada. One thing that's clear is that Trudeau, whatever sort of what whatever sort of respect he had before this whole event unfolded, I think that uh, I think that's sort of gone bye bye. It's gone by the wayside. <laughs> Anybody who hides when the people of your country are upset with you. Now I will say the one thing that the the conservatives up there should do is step up like this is your opportunity to stand up say you support the truckers go out there get a megaphone stand on top of a building and address them take the wind out of trudeau's sails put it in yours and you will have the people of canada on your side figure out a strategic way to do that and i think it will uh, definitely go to your benefit and I, I don't think there's any way you can lose i mean there are truckers that are there all the trucks are parked there are people that are sneaking up in the middle of the night and dropping food off on the trucks. You obviously have the support of the Canadian people. Stand up and, and, and use it. Stand up and, you know, harness it. But uh, we'll, see what it, we'll, we'll, we'll see what shakes out there. There's talk now that there may be a truck convoy in the United States. So that would be uh, certainly interesting. But I will say, anybody who's listening to this podcast, 
if you do see that's begin to, to start, I would recommend just stock up on some stuff that you need. Toilet paper, uh, paper towels, food that's canned that will last you for a long time. Because if they do decide to shut things down in terms of the trucks, it's going to get rough. Like, especially in the cities, like people are not going to be able to get food. The shelves are going to be empty as they are in some places now. And I know that, you know, up in Canada, they're seeing that and they're trying to make the case that the only reason that they have uh, any empty shelves is all because of COVID-19, not because all of the trucks have decided that they're going to park themselves in Canada. And it's not that it's all the trucks, but a large number of trucks. They also apparently closed one of the border crossings at Alberta, I believe. Uh, So it's interesting to watch it shake out. It gives me goosebumps to watch it. I'm very proud, very happy uh, that somebody actually stood up and said, you know what, that's enough of this. It's enough. Like everybody can see what's happening with this vaccine. Everybody can see that everybody who's double has double shots and boosted are still getting it. Everybody can see it all. We all know that there's nobody who is safe from Omicron. Nobody. So let's just Let's just move on. Let's let this vac. Let's let Omicron do its thing, right? This is nature's vaccine. I've heard a number of doctors call it nature's vaccine because it gives you immunity backward to Delta, to Gamma, to the original wild type. So let's let's let everybody get it. Let's stop with the shutdowns. Like I, I watch New York City, and it makes me sick to my stomach. Sick to my stomach. There was an article in the New York Post last week or a few days ago about how New York City's restaurants, are, they're dying. They are dying. New York City is committing suicide, and its new mayor, Eric Adams, is patting himself on the back. We just had a snowstorm. The dude's out there shoveling snow and patting himself on the back as though he's done a fantastic job. Meanwhile, my wife had to go to the doctor the other day. She comes out of our building, and she can't get to the cab because there's so much snow that she couldn't get from the building to the street. From the building to the street. So he can't even get the basics figured out. Sanitation, snow removal, things like that. He can't even get the basics figured out. But they're killing the city. These bad ideas are killing the city. And then Biden goes and meets with Adams in New York City. And Adams comes out after the meeting and says that he's the Biden of New York City. Dude, are you not paying attention to what's going on around the world? Are you not paying attention to what Joe Biden has done to the United States in only a year? And you want to be him? You're going to channel this guy? So New York City's in trouble. These mandates have to go. New York City will not come back. It won't. It will not. In other news, Moderna, their spike vax vaccine, was announced uh, yesterday to much media fanfare that they are uh, approved for everybody in the U.S., so anybody can get a Moderna spike vax, I think, above the age of five. I think that's what it is. Uh, the amazing thing about this spike vax vaccine, just for those of you who don't know, A, is you cannot get it in the United States. Even if you tried, it's the same shell game that went on with the Pfizer vaccine, where you can't get that Comunardi, I think they call it. You can't get that one in the United States either. So it's the same shell game for both of them. You can't get them here for whatever reason. I think they're legally distinct products, and it's just... Smoke and mirrors, folks. Smoke and mirrors. Uh, Israel and Denmark are seeing their highest cases uh, ever. 
and they are highly, highly, highly vaccinated. Denmark came out yesterday and said that they are going to move ahead. They're forgetting that COVID ever happened and they're going to get back to their lives as normal. They said that essentially they were sold a bill of goods with these vaccines, that they would stop transmission, that they would stop infection, and that they could get their lives back. And all of that was a lie. Of course, they can admit that in Denmark. They can't really easily do that in the United States because somebody will get sued. There will be indictments. We will have trials. I think it's only a matter of time before that does actually come to pass, but uh, we haven't had enough pain yet, I suppose. But we'll see what happens, see how that comes to pass. In further news, the WHO, for those of you who didn't know, changed their definition of herd immunity from what we all believe that it used to be to something new. (laughs) Uh, Folks, the shell games, the smoke screens, the nonsense that's going on with all of this stuff. So the WHO, their original definition for herd immunity, as we all as we all have thought it was through our entire life, herd immunity is, quote, this is from their from their website before they changed it. Herd immunity is the indirect protection from an infectious disease that happens when a population is immune either through vaccination or immunity developed from previous infection. Right? So this directly speaks to previous infection and immunity developed from that infection, right? In October, 2020, they updated the definition of herd immunity. October of 2020. Now, why would they do such a thing? Why would they do such a thing? The new definition, herd immunity, also known as population immunity, is a concept used for vaccination, in which a population can be protected from a certain virus if a threshold of vaccination is reached. Herd immunity, this is unbelievable, herd immunity is achieved by protecting people from a virus, not by exposing them to it. Folks, this turns, this turns what we have known in science regarding herd immunity on its head. The information that we have known for what, hundreds of years? Hundreds of years. This turns it directly on its head. So why would the WHO change the definition of herd immunity in October of 2020? Why would they do that? Maybe as a impetus to get as many people vaccinated as possible to drive everything toward vaccination? Everything? All of this, I believe, ties in with what they call the common pass. The common pass is a essentially like a passport, but it has your vaccination status on it. So what I believe, and this is based on information that I've read at the World Economic Forum, also things that I've heard people like Bill Gates say, and also papers uh, that you can find on uh, the Rockefeller Foundation website, they, the common pass will be an app that you have on your phone that contains all of your vaccine information and you will not be able to travel without it. You will not be able to cross borders without it. And it will be tied to your vaccination status and how up to date, quote unquote, up to date your vaccinations are. So you're not gonna be able to go anywhere unless you have a vaccine and that vaccine is new enough. So if they decide at some point, okay, you have a vaccine for, let's just, let's just use the flu vaccine as an example. Let's say that they, they say you need to have your flu vaccine every year. And in this system, 
They decide, you know what? We've decided that a year is too long to wait. We think that you should have a flu vaccine every six months. And if you don't get a flu vaccine every six months, your common pass will not allow you to cross from the U.S. to Canada, will not allow you to get on an international flight from, say, New York to Paris. Sorry, can't come. And of course, all of this will be couched in the fact that it's for all of our safety. It's for your safety, you see, that you can't travel around freely like you used to because, you know, COVID changed the world and, well, here we are. And then, obviously, once they have a common pass, if they can get it across as much of the world as they can, get as many people involved as possible, then there is a push for digital currency. So why not tie that to this pass as well? Why not do that? Why not have a social credit score where, oh, Mr. Mr. Uh, Joe Blow over there, he's decided, you know what? I've had enough vaccines. You guys are sticking vaccines in my arm every six months. I don't want anymore. Oh, so your social credit score is going to drop. So maybe that social credit score is tied in with banking and maybe you want a loan. Oh, but your social credit score is not very good there, Mr. Joe Blow, because you're not up to date. See where all this is going? A lot of people were calling this the Great Reset. And a lot of people are saying, oh, you're nuts. It's conspiracy theory. If it's a conspiracy theory, how come it's all written down? And how come the coronavirus pandemic, quote unquote, is written out in something called Event 201? For those of you who don't know what that is, go on DuckDuckGo and look up Event 201. Read the documentation about Event 201 and tell me that we are not living Event 201. Because this was planned years ago. And here we are. So I can't believe that that event 201 could have led to what we're living now, but the fact that there's a common pass website, the fact that there's a common pass website, I'm supposed to think that I'm some sort of a looney tune. So here I go to the common pass website. It is the common, the commonsproject.org. That's what it's called. And it says here on, on the homepage, I'm on the, uh, well, actually, this is the project page, but I go, I go to the website and here's what it said. Common, common pass quote for global travel and trade to return to pre pandemic levels. Travelers need a secure and verifiable way to document their health status as they cross borders. Countries will need to be able to validate a traveler's record of COVID PCR test or vaccination administered in another country. Countries will also need the flexibility to update their health screening entry requirements as the pandemic evolves and the science progresses. Airlines, airports, and travel industry stakeholders will need the same. The Common Project has developed the Common Pass in order to address those challenges. Folks, this is part of what they call the Great Reset. Duck, duck, go on that one too. This is part of it. It's this creeping authoritarianism, little by little, little by little. And by the time we get there, I don't know how we get out of it. I don't think you do. So just like the truckers now are up there and they are saying enough with this. If you get some looney tune who comes after you and says you need to have a common pass, say, no, thanks. I gave it the office. I'm good. And finally today, folks, we're going to go a little shorter than usual, but... It's Chad. I'm your beta male here at the uh, Ritz Report. I've been uh, I've been speaking to my friend Justin Trudeau up there just to lower my testosterone levels, but <laughs> I came back to do the woke word of the day with all of you special people. Uh, 
so wonderful. So today's woke word of the day is communism. Ah, communism. Basically, it's loving people and sharing with them, just like the Care Bears thought. It's the greatest system ever invented. <laughs> communism. <laughs> and obviously, folks, obviously, we before we get out of here, we have to do last but not least, as always. Hero of the stupid. The hero of the stupid. And here we go. We have to make sure that every single child does, in fact, have three, four, and five-year-olds go to school. The first sort of mainstream African-American who is articulate and bright and and, and clean and nice-looking guy. (laughs) Can you believe he was talking about Obama? They're articulate and bright and clean. (laughs) Nice-looking guy. Oh, my God. President of the United States. We're going to have well over a billion, 100 million shots, and we're going to continue going. Boom, boom, boom. Million, 100 million. Come on, man. Come on, man. We have to take care of the cure. That will make the problem worse no matter what. And last but not least. But uh, um, I might point out, you're, uh, when I went to Dearborn driving that, uh, you know, uh, was up there. I don't know, man. It's, it, uh, <laughs> I think the press thought I was crazy. I enjoyed it. There he is, folks. There he goes. And that's going to do it for me, folks. Thanks for joining me today on the Ritz Report. It's been great being with you. I'm going to go outside and enjoy some of the warm weather, some of the warm weather. I'll uh, channel it to you wherever you are out there in the world. But thanks for joining me. Please send me notes of adoration and love or pure hatred to Ritz at RitzReport.com. Ritz at RitzReport.com. Check me on the socials at Ritz Report. Please go and give me a review. One star, two stars, five stars, however many stars you want to. And if you like the podcast, please do me a solid and share it with a friend. That is the best way to grow the download stats. Until next time on Thursday, February 3rd, I will be back. Uh, Enjoy your week. Enjoy your hump day tomorrow. (laughs) And I will see you then. And as always, let's go, Brandon. (laughs) 